0: In almost one year of podcasting and 14 episodes and social media polls, the common thread of every conversation I've had has been communication. Anything from like lacking of it to none of it at all or reasons why people have some kind of issue. So I decided to make this episode specifically about communication hey what up guys welcome to the 15th episode of 10 years and counting i'm here with kate hello and we're gonna be talking about lack of communication and like dating and relationships cool in general um Would you consider a lack of communication like a red flag when you're first getting to know someone or when you were getting to know someone?
1: I think it's a red flag probably at any stage of Mm. the relationship, but particularly when you're just starting to get to know them. Because, I mean, that's when you start to build trust with somebody. That's when you are starting to get to know them. And if they're not being open with you, you're probably getting half of who they really are and I get that when you first start seeing someone it can be kind of awkward or Mm -hmm. maybe a little difficult to really open up to somebody but communication is is so vital and even if the person is maybe more guarded and and isn't going to be an open book like they need to be honest they need to talk to you they need to say what's on their mind or what they feel or what they like or what they don't like and because then you're starting from a place of honesty and then you just grow from there yeah so like I know I had
0: mean. this uh, one issue I was a uh, not really an issue I was talking to like someone I was going out with and I told them earlier on it's like I like for me it takes a while to like open mm-hmm. up and then like after that they were like oh cool how come it's like okay how do I explain this because usually people don't ask further mm-hmm. like I know some people don't but I felt like, okay, cool, I guess they're like more interested as to figuring out why that's the case. Right. But like if someone is still a little bit iffy about going into specific details, is then also like being able to reaffirm that, mm-hmm. like saying, it's not you, I just have an issue with that. Right. Because I feel like that could be an issue as well.
1: I mean, that, I think if the person who is not as communicative is is not that way because they're just a little bit more guarded. I don't think that necessarily is a red flag. You know, I think someone who is false or kind of bloviates the truth Mm -hmm. or exaggerates or doesn't know how to communicate effectively simply because they're not kind of mature enough to have those sorts of conversations. I think that is a red flag, especially depending, you know, like if you're like I'm twenty six, right? And You know, thankfully, I'm in a very happy relationship and getting married. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if I were to start dating somebody now (laughs) and they were, you know, they didn't want to talk about the deep things or they didn't, you know, it was very kind of superficial. Or if they were really bad about keeping plans or getting back to me or just not being you know mature about Mm -hmm. communicating then that would be a huge red flag but if someone was if I met someone and they were just a little bit more guarded that's not so much a red flag because it's more just kind of maybe a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. or they had something happen to them in the past and you know maybe it's something that they need to work on but I I wouldn't say that it would stop me from you know continuing to pursue speaking to them yeah
0: it depends on how it's done exactly yeah and I know like I feel like technology plays a huge factor to like, communication because, yeah. like, there's so many ways of keeping in touch with people now. It's sort of a
1: well, that's the other thing too. And I mean, I'm sure girls do this, but obviously, I have more experience just kind of seeing the girls' perspective because of my friends, and so mm-hmm. I see what you know. They, you know, oh, this guy never texted me back, or oh. he texts me back, you know, after six hours or whatever. And I get it. You mm-hmm. know, people aren't attached to their phones constantly, yeah. but If you're starting to see someone and they go days without speaking to you, that Mm -hmm. to me is like, okay, you're just not interested. Because like you said, there's so many ways to keep in touch with people. Even if it's just stupid stuff like tagging people and things on Facebook or, you know, whatever. Sending a quick 30-second text message. I mean, how long does that really take? And so Mm -hmm. that, when people are like that, my kind of thought is just don't don't bother.
0: Because the way I see it is like, let's say you guys have each other's phone numbers. Okay, you have a phone you know, you can actually call, you can text. And then if you're like on every social media platform, it's like, all right, those are all different ways of keeping in contact. So if someone posts on one part, they didn't reply back to your text, it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Why did you like post that and not reply back to this text? It's sort of like, it depends on what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. personally with me, I always try to not open up a text message notification until I'm actually ready to reply back. Right. Because I tend to do that when I like open something, it's like, all right, I'll get, I'll get to that then I'll forget because I don't actually have the right. notification bubble anymore.
1: I've done that too. Yeah. As Naj knows. <laughs> <laughs> I do that or sometimes I'll even like I'll write something to someone and I just forget to hit send or I thought I hit send and then I'll see it four hours later or something and be like, oh, shit, sorry. But that to me is – that's more of an honest mistake and mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, you weren't paying attention to that in the moment. That Whereas I feel like if somebody is – a bad communicator, and that they don't get back to you for days and it's a common thing or constant thing that's that's a choice that's not them being absent minded that's them choosing not to respond to someone
0: that's sort of like why I don't actually like texting with like people every day, because mm-hmm. then the point is when you actually get to like see someone in person, it's like what do we talk about because we've pretty much spent in the lot beginning, last... definitely yeah. that's yeah. a big
1: thing sort
0: of like yeah. I... I have to like show I'm interested, but then at the same time, are we just gonna have all of our conversations via text? Because then by the time we actually get to meet, it's like, huh, what haven't we spoken about yet?
1: It's so funny that you say that because when I was 19 Mm -hmm. I was starting I went on vacation with some of my family and right before I went this guy that I worked with Had asked me for my number. and was like, oh, we should hang out when you get back And I was gone for probably a week and we talked every day almost all day Mm -hmm. for the week that i was gone and when we did actually hang out it was exactly like that we had like nothing to talk about it was so uncomfortable because we already talked so much Mm -hmm. via text and uh, clearly that didn't go anywhere but so i to your point i've I've experienced that before
0: i think i spoke with uh, a about this in the online dating episode where i feel like if i like match with someone and then we exchange numbers my i feel like he probably said the same thing i don't remember because this was almost a year ago um my goal is always to like meet up in person as soon as possible even though i know it's like creepy like that might sound for like women on the other end it's just like if we're just going to continue messaging it's like we're not going to get i'm not saying we're not going to get anywhere not saying that's impossible but it's the more time you spend not seeing each other after you match, the less likely it is that you're actually going to right. meet up in person
1: and I think you know, yes, texting is really convenient, and technology mm-hmm. is great in the way that it allows people to stay in touch when there's either distance between them or busy lives or whatever, but nothing is going to replace human interaction yeah it, it's just not going to, so to your point, yeah, like you should meet up sooner rather than later and the chances, like the longer you go without meeting up, the chances of you actually doing it is probably gonna be pretty slim.
0: True, like um, I th- think when, I, I'm pretty sure I like, told someone else about this where if I felt like there was a specific topic that I don't feel comfortable talking about, that I, I usually try to say that ASAP because yeah. in another scenario, someone just kept on pushing, trying to ask like more questions about it. I clearly said at first that, right? Yeah, but I think it also depends if you actually want to understand that person. Mm -hmm. So, I guess you just also like have to see the whatever vibe they're picking up. Right. Sort of like the same thing in a phone interview. I personally don't like phone interviews because I can't really tell. I hate that. Yeah, I can't tell. It sounds like it's going well, but I have no idea what your facial reactions are. So it's like the same thing, like, like we were talking about with like the whole texting thing. It's sort of like. I'm assuming it's going well, but I have no idea what.
1: Well, not even that, and I I can't remember where I learned this. It's a long time ago, but a lot of there's. I think there's three parts to communication, and it's what you're actually saying, so the words, the tone, how you say it, and then like your body language. Mm. If it's, I mean, a phone interview is probably more. I guess a phone, not interviewed as such, a phone conversation is more intimate than texting because you get at least the tone of voice and yeah. the words. Whereas in texting, you just have words on a screen. True. No different than you know, some, what somebody wrote down or anything like that. It, you know You have no idea kind of the context in which this person wrote it. And that's the difficult part.
0: That's why you add an emoji at the end, so. That's true, yeah. I mean it helps,
1: <laughs> it definitely helps.
0: But then again, that's also emojis can mean something completely different as well.
1: How so? Like
0: I feel people can take like emojis out of context depending on how the text is sent. Like if you say something that sounds serious, then you put like a laughing emoji afterwards. It's like it's this serious or jokingly. That's true.
1: Which could then make it like okay, what do they mean? Yeah. Like, are they actually mad or?
0: Exactly. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was uh, telling Naj this, like I was actually texting you and you thought I was serious about something. It's like, Oh, she's we're not used to texting each other, so you couldn't really understand. Yes, the, context the other day yeah, yeah. I forget
1: what you said, but yeah. it was something like where I was like, Oh, wait, are you pissed? No. And you no, were like, No, 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 no that was yeah. sarcasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which also I've realized since I heavily use sarcasm. I've realized when I'm like meeting someone it's also like I have to tell them as soon as possible, it's like, I'm going to joke a lot. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to be a joke, but I feel like if... Right. But it also depends on how they take something. So, like, if I say something, and it's sort of like, oh, no, I was joking or yeah. whatnot.
1: I think also, though, sarcasm is a lot easier to pick up in person. Mm-hmm. A lot easier. Yeah. Like, unless... I mean, I would know you... I know you fairly well. I've known you for a while, but not enough to know, through texts at least, yeah. when you're joking or whatever but the same thing could be said I mean Naj and I talk all the time mm-hmm. and there are some days that he'll say something and I'm like oh shit are you pissed <laughs> or he'll do the same to me and it's like no we're I'm not pissed at all
0: no it's just you know like, um I know a friend of mine he tends to overthink so I remember I just said like hey or something He's like yeah is, is everything okay it's like yeah why isn't it
1: like, I was just saying hey it's, it's like the
0: way you said hey it's like I spelled it out I didn't say
1: <laughs> and there could probably be I wonder if miscommunication is more prevalent now mm-hmm. because of texting and you know more I guess virtual interaction as opposed to you yeah. face to face
0: I was reading this article where it was saying that a lot more people depend on like emojis and gifs than actually typing out words, yeah, which is weird, I I sort of, yeah, I am that way too, but Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm a mix, like I try to add, like obviously like saying actual words via text message and adding in like an emoji or gif, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever had a full-on conversation just using
1: people you think have that?
0: I'm pretty sure. Wow. I don't know. I, I would hope not, but I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised.
1: At this point, no. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I think sometimes people will use those things when they don't really know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe kind of comes back to your original question about kind of being a shitty communicator. Yeah. That... It, some. I mean, sometimes the conversation just kind of dies and there's nothing else to say, but you want to keep the text string going, so you send a smiley face or something like that. But maybe... I I don't think I've ever sent a GIF, partially because I didn't have a phone up until about three months ago that could (laughs) send one. But that's kind of like you're sending this because you don't know what else to say.
0: Exactly. Um, So obviously, like, I'm going to, like, transition it a little bit from dating into, like, relationships because I'm assuming there's, like, a point in the middle where when you're dating someone and then obviously becoming, like, actual like couple Mm -hmm. there's usually that issue of when do you like actually start talk about serious things so like right i know with me it it depends on like the person but i know with some people i'm a little bit iffy about talking about topics that i know that's going to probably set them off yeah but with some people i feel like i'm comfortable enough to be like okay this may lead to an argument or something but i feel like i need to know your opinion on this and i've noticed sometimes some people are a little bit afraid of like even if I like ask a question like that, like it's sort of like, oh, I this may not say like ruin friendship or whatever, but sort of like, I need to like know how you feel about this or say mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and I feel like that just has to happen a lot in relationships, especially depending on where do you want to go from there.
1: Right. Well, I think too, you know, obviously, when you first start dating somebody and it's fun and it's new and exciting and you want to talk about all the fun stuff and you want it to be super casual and light and you know not too serious Mm -hmm. but then when you i think most people eventually do start to kind of hit okay well we if we're gonna and and not necessarily this is the conversation that they have but more internally you start to think to yourself okay if i am going to keep doing this eventually i'm going to need to start to know the deeper stuff about this person because i think there are certain things that are kind of would be an end-all, be-all. Like I just can't tolerate if this person is, you know, a hardcore drug addict, or if somebody's really religious and then the person they're dating is not. Mm-hmm. They can't handle that. So yeah. that's something that they need to know. And so I think, I think a lot of people, especially when they're you know they're dating or they're starting to become a couple and they're kind of you know moving through the first couple you know six months or whatever it is, and they want to avoid the tough stuff because it could lead to fights
0: it's like the honeymoon period yeah
1: Yeah. definitely but I think what a lot of people don't realize is fighting just because you are fighting or you're not having the most positive conversation that's not a bad thing you know obviously there's a point where it could become way too much or if that's all you do then that's a problem yeah but you know if you get into disagreements or you get into arguments or you fighting you're not necessarily being a bad communicator you know maybe what you're speaking about is a little bit fiery or more fiery than you know you normally are or you know you're more passionate about something or something upset you and so that's what made you angry but that's I mean that's how couples grow and it's funny Naj and I used to not joke I mean I guess yeah we did joke because it was I didn't really like this guy but my sister used to date Um, A kid when she was, I don't know, 19, and they were together for like 10 months and never fought. Ever. Mm. They would have discussions about things, but it never escalated into a fight, and they broke up. When, and I've seen this a lot where, you know, my best friend, and it should be interesting if she ever listens to this, but. (laughs) she is in a relationship right now and she and her girlfriend never fight. Mm. And I don't know if that's really healthy because that's just a part of it. Like, yeah. It's another form of communication and if you're not willing to go there, I don't know how you can be really one hundred percent real mm-hmm. all the time, and so I I feel like fighting is a really important thing, and having you know the tough conversations, and not necessarily fighting, because obviously you know couples can take fighting to a whole ridiculous level that is unnecessary and petty and stupid. I mean, that kind of I think happens anyway because people can be petty and stupid and whatnot, but you know, if, if, two, if two people are in a relationship or kind of forming a relationship and one person does something that the other person really doesn't agree with, but doesn't say anything because they don't want to start anything, they don't want to make it too intense or too deep or whatever, that's a problem. Yeah, That's a huge, huge problem. And so you need to have those types of conversations because, and you know, if it's something that you can't get past. You know like the religion thing like if somebody's really religious and the other person isn't and the religious person doesn't say it until much much later you could have a really big problem on your hands yeah whereas if you just you know it might have sucked and you might have lost out on a relationship because of it but if that's how you feel and you like if you're catholic and you need to be with someone who's catholic you need to have the conversation at four months not four years Is
0: that, oh. <laughs> or whatever yeah um I think I... Oh, I actually went on a first date last week. Oh. Yay. No. Oh.
1: (laughs) Sorry. No, no, it's okay.
0: (laughs) So, one of the things she brought up when she was asking me was if I eventually wanted kids.
1: That's pretty deep for a first date.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I actually answered, honestly. It wasn't that thing. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, I a little bit apprehensive of answering that question because it's a little bit complex. Like, I've had that question asked by friends of mine beforehand, and it's sort of, well, I'm going to say no because at the moment I'm not planning on having kids, but I do know the concept is when people get older, that may change. Right. So I can't say, like, no definitively, but, like, right now, I
1: I, know. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, I think that's kind of, like there is such a thing as over-communicating, mm-hmm. right? And and being too much. And that's the thing, everything is kind of a balance.
0: Maybe like, there was a checklist that she needed to get off. Like- hey,
1: it's possible, people are super vain. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is like, first date, way too soon, way too soon. Even after kind of like the first couple of months, I think the kids' conversation is, I think that conversation, you know when you're 21, I don't think it really needs to come up no. for a while.
0: Yeah,
1: when you are, you know, in your late 20s, maybe early 30s, I can understand why that would come up sooner rather than later. Just because if that is something that you do want, and not that they would be wasting their time with you or whoever doesn't want children, but I can understand why they would want to know True. earlier rather than later, yeah, because and i mean i think people need to be flexible and open to the idea whether or not they'd have children or not you know it like you said you just don't know you don't know how you're going to feel mm-hmm. you know somebody could be yes i want to have kids and then never end up having kids because it just never worked out or somebody could be completely against them and then it happens at some point in their life and so i think i think people are sometimes a little too firm on their opinion with that and they need to be more open but i do think that Maybe a bit much for the first. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a really intense topic. And that's something that... You know, you want to have that conversation with somebody that you actually can see a future with. Yeah. Whereas a first date, no matter how well it goes, <laughs> it's kind of hard to predict that. You know, it's kind of hard to see that.
0: Like, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't then ask about like my blood type and whatnot. Mm. Like, why stop there? No.
1: <laughs> Was she pissed off at your answer?
0: No. I mean... I don't assume so, but then again, I don't know what answer you could be hoping for.
1: It's funny that you bring that example up because so one of my friends is on, I think, Match, and she was supposed to have a date with this guy last Sunday, and I texted her asking her how it went, and she said, oh, it never happened, and I was like, well, why? And so she forwarded me the text message that he sent her. They'd never met yet. This was going to be like their first date. And apparently, they'd already talked about the whole kids thing because she does not want she she knows she doesn't want kids, and I mean, like I said before, maybe her mind will change on it, but as of right now, she does not foresee herself, you know, ever being a mom, and I guess he knew that, and she, he said to her, he's like, you know, I don't know if I can be involved with somebody who knows that they don't want kids, so, you know, good luck to you, or something like that, which I think is really stupid at this stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go out with someone... You know what I... I don't know. I yeah. mean, then I guess that could be, like, if you don't have any intention of seeing them further, then why go out with them in the first place? But that just seems like such an odd reason.
0: But the weird not. thing is that, like, I'm assuming on Match, you get to see a profile before you start talking to them. Oh, I'm sure. So that they didn't pop up in the profile before he sent a message? Like, that's just... I mean, I don't
1: know. I've never been on Match, so I don't yeah, know you put... Have I. Yeah. Whether or not you want mm-hmm. children. Yeah. I mean, she's a very honest person, and she's... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she never ends up having children because she doesn't. She's pretty firm against having them, but you know, like I said, you never really know. But you know, she's honest about that sort of stuff, which I think is smart. Yeah. But I, I don't know why it had come up already at that point in time that he knew before even the first <laughs> date. I didn't ask that far, but it's interesting. Like people do, I guess, really think about that even when it comes to just starting. Yeah. A relationship.
0: Um, I th- two episodes ago, I did a I did a topic on dating like someone who has kids. Okay. And I know sometimes people are a little bit iffy about putting that on their profile, which right. is understandable, but at one point, am I supposed to find out about that?
1: That's true. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that needs to be out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't need to see what they look like or whatever. I don't know, but... So like my friend um she didn't introduce her kids to her now boyfriend until like a year after
1: did he know about yeah yeah okay yeah yeah.
0: no 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 not meaning that she told them hey i have kids no it's like no like they didn't actually meet but that's just because it was like more of like her figuring out like what kind of person this is and i feel like obviously everyone can have a different perspective as to like when that timeline is right but Then again, that's at that point that they've had that communication going on. And Mm -hmm. then again, if you're someone who is going to ideally want to find someone that you want to be with, then that's probably some information. There's like some information I feel like people should shell out before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I do agree with maybe the not introducing part Mm -hmm. because I think that's pretty common. Yeah. And you know, you want to especially for a kid who, you know, they could be very young and not really understand dating obviously, you know, yeah. and and if you're bringing home, you know, a different guy or a different girl all the time, it might be really really confusing yeah. for them. And so, I can understand why you know, a, a single parent who is dating would wait to introduce their partner to their children and, you know, kind of when it's more of a formal thing or maybe even you know they're just a little bit more serious but I do agree I think if you have children and you are out on the you know dating scene I I think you need to be very honest with potential partners that Mm -hmm. you do have children yeah because that's it's a little bit different than saying do you want kids at some point because they're already here (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, exactly (laughs) it's like I already have them so if you don't uh
1: exactly Yeah, yeah yeah And I mean, I think maybe it can be a real shame because it may prevent them from having certain relationships with people because they just don't want children and that's already
0: there. But if someone already has has kids and they're dating someone who wants to have kids, but maybe they already have two or three and it's like, I'm done.
1: Right. Yeah. That could be a difficult thing to do. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So exactly it's like the same thing where i feel like those are important questions or like conversations to have but it depends on like what level or where you are in that spectrum
1: i think it's more relevant in certain ages Mm -hmm. you know certain age groups too because if you're you know in your early 30s and you have young kids maybe you will want to have more kids with another person at some point in time so it could be more you know of an option but Mm -hmm. then like my aunt, for example, she started dating her boyfriend when his children were already in out of college, and one was going into like their senior year of high school, and nice. she was past her childbearing years and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it it never even. I mean, obviously, him having children was kind of more expected at that point because yeah. he was much older, mm-hmm. but it was not something that you know deterred her from dating him because there was no like there was no expectation that they were going to have more children at this point, you know, he's already got his two kids that Mm -hmm. are much more grown. But I think also at that age, you know, when you're in your late fifties, you expect, I would say you probably would expect more people would have children at that point in time than at 29 or 35 or whatever it happens to be.
0: Um, I, I once went out with someone who was divorced. Hmm. Like it's odd. I've, (laughs) I've, I was talking to my friend, I think, like, yesterday, actually, about this. And they were like, you have too many dating stories. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, like, it just Been really, around the block. Yeah. Which, oh, great. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Uh, when you've been taken for that long. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when you have a title as, like, 10 years and counting, that sort of meant that you've been around the block. Uh,
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it in a bad way. No, no. Way. I know. I know. <laughs>
0: um, but, like, oh, one thing I did want to bring up, because I... Like usually, whenever I do a topic, I try to like just do like research on spe- specific things to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one thing that popped up a lot was sort of like talking to people who are sort of like passive aggressive. Okay. And like, if that can be difficult if you're with like a partner who passive really, aggressive yeah.
1: is probably at least to me the most frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. The most frustrating thing, because that to me I feel like is really bad. You know, kind of tied into the whole theme of the episode. It's really bad communication. Yeah. You're getting your point across, but you're doing it in a way that is mean, potentially, or beating around the bush. Yeah. You're not being very forthcoming. Or, you know, you're suppressing whatever it is that you're feeling. Like, you're clearly angry, but you're not fully coming out and screaming at somebody. So you're, you know... Whatever, turning the light off on them or <laughs> saying you are not going to do something for them, and and just being really kind of leaving
0: s- them on red <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> exactly
1: but exactly like yeah, choosing to ignore someone yeah, yeah. or giving them this silent treatment or so yeah. to speak. so I think it's be some, anybody who's passive aggressive that i I will call it out mm-hmm. because it it pisses me off like,
0: yeah
1: we're adults, mm-hmm. we're not. 14 yeah like you're gonna talk to me if you have something to say to me then say it to me and it's funny because i had so my ex best friend she and i started stopped talking like like a year and eight months ago Mm. and there's a whole slew of reasons why but leading up to it she was kind of passive-aggressive and she had done something that I was really not okay with and not happy with and I wanted to talk to her and I was very forthcoming and I said, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I think we should talk because you did something that really pissed me off. And so I was very upfront about it, which isn't always necessarily easy. Sometimes it's the easier way to just kind of bury it and Mm -hmm. then it comes out in maybe more passive-aggressive ways, but... She kept kind of dodging and then would say, you know, little things here and there or, you know, would make up bullshit excuses why she couldn't talk and just being kind of very passive but yeah. kind of snippy about it. And I was just like, I don't have the patience for this anymore. Like, I'm not... I'm in, you know, I'm not a teenager. Like, yeah. I'm an adult and we're not going to do this. If you're going to behave that way, then I'm not going to engage in that because it's just not...
0: I'm, I know that's something I've personally been working on I've I feel like if someone doesn't really call me out on that I try to call that out on myself right so it's sort of like I know whenever I'm in a situation where it's like okay how can I communicate this without sounding like a dick or yeah. or like trying not you're like trying to say one thing but I'm right not. so so yeah I think that happened sometime last year where um, we were just having like a back and forth like conversation and it just didn't seem to be going anywhere So instead of just like saying, huh, I, I just straight up just asked the question They didn't reply back, which is great because I just meant like, okay.
1: Oh, you were texting. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I was like, all right I got my answer. Yeah, so like <laughs> You're
1: like, is this going anywhere? Yeah,
0: no, I, well, I didn't say it exactly like that, but I felt like yeah You should then have that conversation because sort of I don't want to say exactly wasting Time, because it, it that's a way of thinking about it, but it's just more. If this isn't going anywhere, then just say it.
1: Well, that's the thing too, and that's kind of you know like with nowadays how we talked about you know mm-hmm. people not texting back for days yeah. or whatever, and that exactly like you're exactly right. If it's not going anywhere, and that, for lack of a better word, it's a waste of someone's time. Mm-hmm. That happened to my cousin recently. She was seeing this guy had they'd gone on a couple dates they made plans to hang out one day and she got all ready and was like okay like where are we meeting didn't write her back for like five six hours like after they were supposed to meet Uh and so she wrote to him and was like i'm not doing this like if you want to see me and you want to hang out that's great but like i'm not dealing with this like Mm -hmm. you need to be you know upfront about it and basically said Do you want this or not? Yeah. And he did write back and he said, oh, I'm really sorry. My ex-girlfriend called me and wanted to see me. And so I went there instead. And so she never wrote him back. But like she got her answer. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. It's like, just be honest about it. Communicate. Don't the whole silent treatment. Eventually, yes, the person is going to get the picture. Yeah. And that is, I guess, a way of communicating because not, yeah. your point eventually did get across. Mm-hmm. But you could have just said, Hey, I'm not really into this as opposed to leaving them hanging for four or five days.
0: Yeah. I I think it's just people are ideally scared of whatever reaction right. someone's going to get. Like, okay, I'm gonna say something that's probably going to make them upset or something. It's like then just Deal with the consequences. Like I, I feel rip like, the yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like the more you like slightly rip over yeah, just, it, the more it hurts. Just exactly, like yeah, exactly. Take yeah. it
1: off. It's funny because when Naj and I were broken up, mm-hmm. I had gone on a date with two, two, a couple days with this guy, and I was honest. I said, you know, I had just gotten out of a long relationship. Like I wasn't really looking anything for anything serious. And then he, after Naj and I got back together he texted me and asked me to hang out and I felt, Ooh. yeah, I felt mm. like a jerk <laughs> but I didn't, I I was like, do I respond? What do I do? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to tell him mm-hmm. and I did Yeah, and he was, you know, he was cool about it. He didn't, you know, not respond and he was like, oh, I'm really happy for you, know, good for oh. you. So it, but I was happy in that sense that I actually, you know, I had like a pit in my stomach as I was yeah. writing it to him saying, oh, yeah, I'm back together with my ex, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But, I'm so much happier that I did it in that case because I know how it feels to be left hanging for days. I wouldn't want to do that to someone else.
0: Yeah. And the reason I also wanted to do this episode, um, I felt like I could have done it at any point, but I just felt like every episode I've done, communication has always popped up as like an issue. It was either like online dating or ghosting that's obviously like that. that's honestly that's just a level of miscommunication right there right um or like just having the difficulty of talking about like mental health so we did that I did an episode on that as well and I just feel like there's different levels of miscommunication mm-hmm. in like everything so yeah. but yeah obviously being able to tell someone is like oh this is definitely going you don't know how that conversation's going to end right but honestly I think that just makes it more interesting to have those type of conversation and and you need to you know
1: they're not necessarily going to be easy and they're not going to make you feel good Mm -hmm. but you know even when it's like when you break up with somebody you know it's the shittiest feeling Mm -hmm. but you need to be honest you need to talk to them or if there's problems in a relationship or if the person's unhappy like they need to talk about it and I think like you said communication is a big problem for people because they just kind of don't Mm-hmm. And then it reaches a breaking point where it just comes out in full force, and yeah, probably the worst, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. ten times worse than it would have been if you just said something in the first place. And maybe it makes it you know where maybe you fight more regularly or consistently, or you have little you know snippets mm-hmm. here you know once a week as opposed to once every year. But yeah. If you're talking about how you're feeling and you're getting that out in as it comes in waves, it's way better than just like dropping a bomb on someone of this is what you've pissed me off in for the last year. And it's like, well that isn't that's not helping anyone. So all you did was avoid the conversations as they should have happened and they all just hit a breaking point and came flooding out.
0: Well, sort of like if you have a problem, not saying it has to be a problem with your significant other or just a problem in general and you don't talk about that it would be weird for someone to then like find out like two months later it's like oh that was going on I didn't know it's like you didn't you you let it manifest
1: exactly long
0: enough until or like bottled it up until mm-hmm. And do not get me wrong I'm huge on like bottling up my problems or I was and obviously I just saw like the results of that and then sort of like realizing just finding ways of having like if you can't talk about it face to face, then I'm not gonna say text that because it's just so dumb. <laughs> or fine, have the conversation on the phone. Yeah. If you can't like Meet see the person. person, you can't yeah. say it in front of them, then fine, say it on the phone, but like find a way of. Talk
1: about it, yeah. get it out. Yeah. It's funny because that, so when I was, I, um, when I lived with roommates, mm-hmm. I, I can't, oh, she was, uh, she was pissed off because Naj was sleeping over a mm-hmm. lot. And like, fine. If yeah. that's if that if that's annoying you, yeah. come talk to me about it. And mm-hmm. like, he won't stay over all the time. Like, exactly. we'll have a schedule going or whatever. But she, it like hit her breaking. Like she like it hit a breaking point because she texted me about it and it was like really snobby. And I'm like, you're seriously going to text me about this when I'm in the same apartment as yeah. you? Like so, at
0: that exact moment? Yes.
1: Oh. no. And so what? I walked in down the hallway, <laughs> knocked on her door, and said, "Hey, like." can we talk about your text? Yeah. (laughs) And she kept, I don't know, she was like avoiding it. And I was like, well, it's pretty, you know, like, you know, you seem pretty upset. And then she was like, well, if you give me fucking five minutes and then just (laughs) went, went off and was like, but was bringing up things that I did that pissed her off, like leaving my hair in the shower or maybe I didn't clean my dish or whatever. Like she was just bringing up these, completely irrelevant points
0: to to Naj
1: sleeping over Mm -hmm. but because she never actually said anything along the way it just was kind of like and like came out in a whole (laughs) you know slew of stuff and I was like well this was stupid like now it's just made me hate your guts because you're a total bitch yeah (laughs) and it made the rest of the five or six months that I lived there I mean, it, yeah. it made it awkward for me in probably the first week or two. But then afterwards, I think she just felt like a complete jackass because there was absolutely no reason for her mm-hmm. to speak to me that way. She, like, threatened to hit me. like it was, But this was all through her door. She never opened her bedroom door.
0: Oh, of course she didn't.
1: Granted, <laughs> I was 21 at the time and yeah, she yeah. was, like, 28. Oh, shit. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Complete lack of maturity there. Yeah. And, like, she did ent- she did eventually end up apologizing maybe a week or two later about mm-hmm. it. But at that point, it was just kind of like, yeah. I didn't value this relationship enough to move past that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, on a, in, that's a stupid example because it's just a person that I lived with years ago and we will never see again. But yeah. for somebody who, you know, you're in a long-term relationship with or a really good friend that you've known for a long time. And if you let problems and little things get to a point where it just blows up Mm -hmm. you can lose a really vital relationship or important relationship and then all for lack of communication which is kind of a simple thing i mean yes it can be difficult to have some conversations but if you think about it you know and i feel like this happens all the time Mm -hmm. you know friends friendships go away Mm -hmm. or you know it's happened to me Mm -hmm. relationships fall apart over what you know a whole amalgamation of things that kind of built up over however long a period of time that you allowed it and then it just you know multiplied you know your anger tenfold and then Mm -hmm. it became something that it wouldn't have been if you had just dealt with it true at that time yeah I mean that you know easier said than done and that's mm-hmm. years yeah. of practice oh, on my sure. end mm-hmm. and, and thinking about it and dealing with hard things and having hard conversations but once you kind of get past that and see that it's like i feel like your relationships are just going to be that much healthier
0: exactly in the yeah. long run because it's sort of and it, it's not more on the wasting time aspect that i always hear a lot it's more the more you're able to have these conversations you'll know if right. this person is like like right for you or not or whatnot that right Maybe not on the first date till like, I ask all yeah. these questions. But, <laughs> but, you know, like, along the way, like, being able—it it may be uncomfortable at first, but if that person is comfortable enough to have that conversation, then maybe that is, the, you know, sort of— Exactly, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah.
1: the thing. Like, if the person is willing to have these conversations yeah, yeah. with you and we will sit down and talk about it and we will mm-hmm. listen to you, that's a person that you probably want to keep around in your life exactly. because— they're a, clearly they have a sense of maturity, mm-hmm. like they're able to deal with that sort of thing. Whereas if you do have a conversation with somebody and they freak out yeah. and they're like, whoa, whoa, no, I don't wanna talk about it. Mm-hmm. That is, again, back to your red flag. That's a yeah. red flag that they're not willing to come to the table and communicate yeah. about something.
0: I, I had a conversation with a therapist like earlier this year. I was talking about that same thing about like, me not being able to open up about specific things and always thinking that that's sort of like a lack of communication on my end, but it's sort of like the fact that I do acknowledge that. Right. But the issue is I was like, so if I'm okay not talking about this, can I just write about it? So right. I tend to just write out whatever I feel like I can't actually say out loud. But that's then it's fair. Yeah, but it would be weird to then be like, hey, so this is how I feel. Read it and let me know what you think. So like, that's, right. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think that, th- that writing it is, maybe you don't, Give the person yeah, point. yeah obviously so, yeah yeah but it may the writing itself may be therapeutic in a way where then you are comfortable enough mm-hmm. to talk about it because you've kind of gotten the brunt of it out yeah. on paper which isn't going to hurt
0: true anyone I mean but then again it's better to I, I guess in that end it's sort of you have a, like a better clear thought of what you want to say then right like instead of like just blurting out like oh fuck this shit whatever it's like no like yeah. you're able to actually have that pause
1: yeah. It's so funny because this is something that Naj actually taught me is mm. kind of, you know, when you're angry about something, maybe it's sometimes better. You have to, you talk about it, but give yourself a cooling off period. Mm-hmm. And I was notorious for not doing that, especially in the beginning of our relationship yeah. where...
0: We are not done yet.
1: Yeah, something would... Be, <laughs> exactly. Something would piss me off. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, we're talking about this right now. And yeah. he'd be like, that's not a good idea. Just <laughs> let it...
0: mm mm-hmm. Let it go let it
1: simmer for a bit,
0: yeah, yeah. and
1: then you know cool down, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about it, and all you know some fights ended up because I just wouldn't back down I wouldn't yeah. and I wasn't being effective because yeah. when you're angry, sometimes yeah. you say it's, things that are wrong or mean mm-hmm. or stupid, or yeah. you know you're not you're not getting to the crux of what you need to be talking about Mm -hmm. so if you have the time to just kind of step back take a breather and then come back and revisit it you know and I'm not saying five days later but even (laughs) if it's 20 minutes or Mm -hmm. an hour or whatever you can talk about it much more effectively and get through it much better and you know like I said my thoughts on it now are a learning process and it's the you know kind of culmination of things that I've learned over the last 26 years but that was a big one yeah was breathe (laughs) gather your thoughts and then because if you're just going to start you know word vomiting yeah that may not not help that's not effective exactly yeah that's the thing i mean i think it's communication but that it's also effective communication Mm -hmm. because screaming at somebody is technically communicating with them yeah it's not really helping (laughs) anyone
0: that's how come like sort of whenever there's like an issue i just always try to like i'm not really huge on like the whole like meditation or like Aspect, but I do also like believe the idea of like taking breaths before specific Mm -hmm. like the worst something might be sometimes just you know like one breath or two sort of like okay what am I gonna say now instead of just like going for this you know the straight all right cool you know this is this and this it's like where did that come from so yeah yeah, I feel like that definitely does help for sure Mm -hmm.
1: no it does (laughs) and I think that's another aspect of miscommunication or couples Mm -hmm. not being good at communication because you know thankfully we had Naj who was the way more level-headed person to say let's you know I'm on fire over here like let's calm it down Mm -hmm. but if you've got two couple two people in the couple who are both like
0: that's not yeah you know
1: (laughs) ready to go off the ledge here Mm -hmm. it's that's not gonna work and that's why I say fighting is good and it's healthy and it's normal but there is Certainly, something is too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if that's constantly what you're doing, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, maybe you're not. There has to be like a healthy middle between always arguing and never arguing, or like totally. You, you're two different people. You're gonna have differences.
1: Exactly. You're going to have difference of opinion. You're going to feel differently. Maybe your partner says something that pisses you off and upsets Mm -hmm. you, or you'll do this. You'll say something that upsets them. (laughs) Everybody does because you're not in someone's head, and you may take things differently than somebody else would. So something to you, you're just saying it as a casual comment, and the other person is like, "Well, that was really offensive," or "That was really rude." Yeah. And so you're. I think it is healthy to have those kinds of differences. And people who don't, you know, couples who never fight, that's not healthy. Yeah, that's not going to work out in the long run.
0: True. I was I was uh, watching a, a stand up I think a couple of weeks ago, and she was bringing up uh, how, men and women communicate differently. Yeah. Like where like women are always wanting to like communicate, and men are like, yeah, uh huh. Like, just using as least amount of words as possible or not showing right. as much affection as, like, no, I'd rather show things through, like, actions than words or, or vice versa. And I've always, like, wondered, has that ever happened? Like, where, like, you just feel like you're just saying more or, like, the other person doesn't say as much, but...
1: Yeah. Or, like,
0: they get their thoughts across differently.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that kind of plays into people are different and people mm-hmm. have different styles. Yeah. Like... I am the type of person who just comes out and says it. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's, I mean, hopefully choosing my words carefully yeah, is yeah. to not offend someone. But, yeah. you know, it's Im- like like my dad, mm-hmm. for example. He's definitely a man of few words when it comes to more, you know, con- intense In-depth topics. In-depth conversations, yeah. Yeah. And so... Like, we went on vacation together last year. We were together in Europe for nine days. And I talked his ear off probably the entire (laughs) trip. Not that he didn't, Mm -hmm. but he's just... I mean, and he's a really boisterous, loud, funny, like, outgoing person. But, you know, we have kind of shit in our family. And we had some problems going on with my mom and my sister while we were away. And Mm -hmm. so, obviously, we talked about that. And he was much more kind of reserved where I was. Pissed off. I was crying. I was upset. Where he was kind of just okay. Yeah, we're gonna deal with it, sort mm. of thing. And I think that's just you know obviously that's a different relationship than a yeah. romantic one. Yeah. But that happens. Still, I think type of you know.
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: where people you know somebody may be really communicative and the other person is really more stoic or yeah. like you said they'll they'll do something to show their how they're feeling as opposed to saying it. Yeah. I think that can be kind of a gray area sometimes because you can, I think you can probably misinterpret an action easier than you can misinterpret, well, I don't know. Maybe I should should retract that because if somebody tells you to go fuck yourself.
0: (laughs) What do they mean by that? Exactly. (laughs) Then somebody could also
1: be saying that like as a joke and laughing and then, you know, whereas, you know, if somebody punches you, Mm. you kind of know how. Yeah. You're feeling oh,
0: they must be upset about something, right?
1: <laughs> but if they're really quiet and reserved, you might think they're upset, but they're real. That's just kind of more how they yeah. are. So I think maybe I sh- I should say that you can you can misinterpret both, yeah, pretty easily.
0: That's true. Well, I feel like that depends on like how well you know the person. Then at the that's end of true. Because I I can probably like go weeks without talking with like a specific friend of mine. Do I think we're not as close? No, but it's just because that's just
1: That's your relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that's the thing—is I like issues that like people end up like judging other people's mm. relationships or whatnot when it comes to like okay, cool, they talk about this a lot, so we should do it like why? Because they do because they they just have a different right. relationship. It's like
1: so what? That's their yeah. yeah. That's their relationship. Like how exactly. are you going to judge on that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's you know, it's humans are judgmental oh, creatures yeah. by nature. I mm-hmm. think. Um, Some
0: more than others. Oh, definitely.
1: (laughs) But I do think that you can also kind of learn from seeing what other people do Mm -hmm. and think, okay, no, I don't want that because I don't want to be how you guys are. But then you could learn from be like, oh, those people kind of have it Mm -hmm. figured out. Like maybe we, you know, they talk all the time. They talk about this. Maybe we should do that too. And it's funny because... You know, obviously, Nod and I have been together for a long time, mm-hmm. and our communication has certainly gotten better as we've kind of progressed down this you know path together. But I was um, I was just in uh, I was just on vacation with my cousin, and and hearing her talk about her relationship with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and they've been together two months less than we have, so oh, long, you know, pretty equally a long time. Yeah. And the level of communication that they have versus the level of communication that we have, it was so, it was so different. Oh, okay. And it made me really happy about our, you know, my relationship, what I have because, but I think theirs is more the norm. Mm. Where they don't really talk about the important things Mm -hmm. or they just assume that they can't talk about stuff because it's harder or it's going to bring up weird Emotions and thoughts.
0: That's and, why I've always, like, wondered if... With, like, some friendships, are they actually, like, legit or not? If we yeah. actually only talk about, like... Superficial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we actually ever have conversations about legitimate topics? Cause I feel like, no, it's yeah. a fair
1: thing. Like, I I don't want friends like that mm-hmm. anymore where you yeah. just kind of talk about the superficial. I mean, yeah, you can be friendly with people and mm-hmm. maybe they're the people that you have drinks with yeah. or happy hour or whatever.
0: That's probably, like, more, like coworkers right yeah, yeah, yeah. right
1: yeah. and that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you need those types of relationships too, but yeah. you know if I have a friend and it's a great meme i I, I wish I could find it. I guess it's not really a meme, but it's like a picture that I've seen on Facebook for mm-hmm. years, and it's like I don't want to talk about what your favorite color is. I don't want to yeah. talk about what the weather is yeah. like, I want to talk about how do you feel about religion, how do you feel about mm-hmm. life? you know I yeah. want to talk about the really deep stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it, yeah, that's me. And, of course, yes, not all the time. Yeah,
0: obviously. But,
1: you know, you can still talk about stupid stuff and joke mm-hmm. around or talk about sports or mm-hmm. fashion or whatever. But if you can't talk about somebody with that sort of stuff or you just never do, mm-hmm. I agree with you. How could you really be close?
0: Yeah, that's a i like. It's always interesting with, like, some people, do I consider that a close friendship or, or whatever. If mm-hmm. The dynamic either hasn't changed yeah, or, like, not changed. I mean friendships change all the time but has it like improved or have we like made some like strives to like have more than just all right we're gonna talk about movies and tv shows and that's it
1: right or we're talking about the same stuff that we were talking about when we were 18 and we're now 28
0: (laughs) i mean i think it's a different thing if you're like at a party right but if it's like a one-on-one you have to have sort of well that's the thing
1: yeah, yeah like when you're in a group yeah unless you know you're all really drunk or something and it's that type of night Mm when you're sitting around in a circle with all kumbaya and talking about that stuff. Yes, being in a group setting is a little bit more casual, a little Mm -hmm. bit more relaxed, but then when you're one-on-one and you're still really casual and still really relaxed (laughs) all the time, is it, are you that close? Exactly. No, it's an interesting thought.
0: For sure. All right, cool. I think I've covered everything I wanted. Cool. Do you have, like, any final words? of wisdom no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not uh, purport to be that wise that I can give wisdom out to mm, folks that's yeah, cool <laughs> but <laughs> no I just I think you know I guess kind of I feel like I'm writing an essay like in my closing statement yeah in um, conclusion <laughs> I, I really do I think you know communication is, is is so vital to a relationship that without it you're not gonna have it yeah and the better you are at communicating I think the stronger your relationships are gonna become it's hard as fuck. Like it I know that and I you know, it's like I said, it's a lot easier said than done, but I think if people start to realize that and, you know, start to work through it, they'll the relationships that weren't really meant to be in your life anyway are gonna go away at some point. Exactly. But if you get better at kind of understanding that from the get go because you're good at communicating with them, it's probably gonna make you way happier sooner. That's a pretty good conclusion. Cool.
0: (laughs) Thanks again for dropping in and having this conversation.
1: Yeah, thanks Um, for having me.
0: No doubt. Actually, one last thing before this episode ends. Uh, Anchor, which is the program I use to actually record, started doing a listener support program, which pretty much lets people like help pay independent podcasters so i'm gonna put a link on the description so usually there's like different options i just always recommend to do like 99 cents the way i think about it is all loose change you probably accumulate within a week would equal 99 cents so any kind of support would help and that'd be awesome that way i can like record episodes outside of either visiting someone's office or apartment so that'd be awesome and thanks again for listening